What's up, people? This is Adam Maxwell, and you're listening to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Now get ready. It's showtime. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. And welcome to September, which is uh, Preparedness Month. Every year, uh, September is the month where everybody's supposed to get ready or prepared for whatever is to come. And uh, this month, I'm doing something different. I know I've talked about it before. But I've got the list out for um, 100 things to disappear the fastest after a disaster. And I figured we'd go over the list and talk about a few things. But first, we're going to get into a short update on what's been going on and what we've been up to. But since we're going over this list, uh, I have a paper copy in my hand. And Megan's here with me. Say hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. And... (laughs) So if you hear rustling of papers and stuff, um, I'm going to apologize now. Also, we're not recording where we normally do. We're actually just sitting in our bedroom. So it's trying something new, trying something new. It's a little different. Hopefully it records and sounds good, but um, we were being lazy and it's uh, Monday, Labor Day Monday. Yeah. So that means that we can rest. Yeah. We've been, we've been lazy. So, um, First things first, uh, we went on another trip. We did, and another road trip. Another road trip. This time to the southern part of the United States, to Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, Nashville, to be exact. We're in Nashville, Tennessee. My first time to Nashville. Your first... Not your first time. You've been to Nashville. I have my younger younger life years so I don't quite remember it it wasn't anything like it is now now that I'm an adult and I can actually go to the bars and have fun yeah so totally different than when I was younger and I just saw some things from now experience it as an adult yeah not exactly what I thought it was gonna be but it was, it was a good time. Uh, I'm not a big drinker, and I don't like bars or people, so it was kind of a weird thing for me. Um, I did talk to another podcast down there, the guys from uh, Black Diamond Guns and Gear, and the uh, seven, 1776 Tuesday podcast. Um And uh, I just didn't get a chance to, like, hook up with them. I kind of wanted to. They're in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. And it was too much of a drive, and we had a lot of stuff going on. But I was going to give them an attempt to uh, try and hook up and do a podcast. Hopefully one of these days we'll get together and do a podcast. I really uh, am interested in getting on their show and talking to them. And, you know, maybe some of the listeners of this show will listen to their show and some of their listeners hopefully listen to my show i know i text them a lot and call in on the uh or text in on their call line i don't really call them because i don't know it's not my thing but it was a cool trip it was and it's not that bad of a drive so you know we got to see some places like kentucky we've never been to kentucky so that was cool to see 
and then Tennessee's very pretty. Definitely want to get back out there when it's probably like the later fall or like an early springtime to go and check out the scenery more because I know that would be cool to see. Um, for me, Nashville was quite the thing that I wanted to see and do because I'm a big music person, so country music, seeing the roots of all that was cool. But I would say Nashville is more of like a weekend type of trip, kind of like a Vegas thing. Go for a weekend and then you're done, you know? Don't need to be there for more than a couple of days um, to get the gist of it. But I thought the bars were cool. I thought it was cool that a lot of the bars had like music on every floor, like a different artist doing his thing, um, checking them out. It was great to kind of support that community to see it. Um, a lot of the theme bars were cool. What was cool about it was just me being an adult, went through my younger years of going out and partying, just saying, hey, you know what, let's get up early in the morning and go early so that we can go in and out all the bars that we want. Didn't have to worry about cover charge, didn't have to worry about lines, anything like that. So if you want to check out the bars in Nashville, that is probably one of my best suggestions to you. Go in the afternoon. Get some lunch, you know, get some drinks, listen to some music. Go and check it out that way. You won't have to deal with a lot of crowds. Well, I mean, to, not, yeah. don't go in yeah. Go in the morning. Well, yeah, go, like, like around It was like 10, 10 a.m. That's not yeah. afternoon. Go in the morning when they first open. By 4 o'clock in the afternoon, there was a ton of people already around. Yeah, but it wasn't still that bad to get drinks and everything. It wasn't like we had to push through people at the bar to uh, get a depend, drink. It depends on what so, bar we were at. That's true, and all of them basically have three levels, so if you go up to all the other levels, you're bound to easily get a drink yeah. somehow. But um, the vibe was cool. The way each bar was decorated was cool. Um, we originally went out there to meet up with my brother to go to a concert on Friday night, checked out Dirt Bentley at the Bridgestone. That was really awesome because our wedding song is a Dirk Spentley song. So getting to hear him play it live and my husband was sweet enough to dance with me was uh, quite awesome. So I enjoyed it. As you can tell, I'm more of the person who likes going out to the concerts and stuff. And yep. My hubby's a little bit more reserved, but you know what? That's okay. That's what balances us. That's our differences. But... Yeah, and by reserve, she means terrified of getting killed at a concert and horrified of people. Yes, that is exactly it. I don't like being anywhere where I can't carry, and almost everywhere I went down there, I couldn't carry. So it was freaking me out the whole time, but it's, I survived. <laughs> you have your alternatives. The good thing is, is that you're, like, we're going to talk about prepared and things and you have your alternatives of knowing what you learn to do and your survivor instincts of what you could use if you ever had yeah. to protect yourself as a weapon what else you could use so it isn't like yeah you're I, I underprepared had, in any way you you know your thing yeah i kept a pen in my pocket the whole weekend in case i needed to use it because i could get a pen into every bar because they were checking us at the door but that was all right but uh yeah i saw my first meth zombie um, broad daylight meth zombie, full on zombie, and I was like, "Well, that's that was one of the first things I saw when we hit Broadway." Actually, was the meth zombie. Yeah, they yeah, have like, quite a, a interesting thing of homeless people and stuff down there when 
it's just so easy like all those bars need people and hiring and you see that so it's it's a weird balance going on there's definitely uh issue that they know that with with, la with drugs and stuff with laziness yes people are lazy and they don't want to go to work and they're a bunch of mooches and they do drugs all day that's the problem yeah, <laughs> yeah there's definitely an issue yeah but, but. Anyways, you want to get into your... Because right. we're talking about, you know, issues and obviously went through a pandemic and still going through pandemic, inflation, all of that. I mean, I guess you yeah. do have a good topic to talk yeah. about. Since we're going through the early stages of a full either economic collapse or possible civil war considering... Biden's speech the other day looked like Hitler standing in front of a red background um, that I didn't actually watch, but I heard a lot about it because obviously everybody did. The memes are everywhere. But uh, yeah, I got a list here. It's basically, uh, it says the new list of 100 things to, first 100 things to disappear during the shit hits the fan or after a disaster. Um, so the original list came from a survivor of the Bosnian War about what things disappeared about the time that, um, you know, they started running into the problems with the war and their government collapsing and things like that. So um, I know I started this list once before, so some of this stuff is going to be a little bit of repeats. I wanted to do this kind of like every episode do a couple things but we just never got into it so i'm gonna read through this or we're gonna go back and forth and take turns and read through this and we'll discuss a little bit about each of the things uh like i said i've talked about this before the first one is generators and i was over at my buddy's house actually this weekend who sells generators for a living he's like a generator expert and I definitely am trying to get him on the show. We just haven't had time to work that out. But, um, you know, realistically, when it comes to things like generators, there's dozens of things you could. I mean, they do one job in specific, but they help out with lots of things. I mean, you power stuff with them. You could cook, you know, use them to power a cooking uh, thing. You keep your fridge running because that's one of the most important things that you want to do when you're power goes out because obviously once your power goes out everybody says do not open the fridge because you can lose food that way really really fast so if you get a generator that's obviously the one th most important thing that you're going to want to do with it is hook it up to your fridge keep your fridge running so that you have the food and that you don't have wasted food that you can't use anymore yeah also other things that generators are good for you know things like security you can keep your security system running uh downside to a generator is it is a definite big breach in security somebody hears that you have a generator running they're definitely going to want to come check it out so i mean keep them in a place maybe where people can't get to them as easy i know i've been looking into the solar generators backup generators so they're quiet um you know, they don't make a sound, obviously. They only work during the daylight. But I've also been looking into putting in a wind generator 
to uh, you know supply a battery backup bank. I can get like 8,000 watt wind generator for about 600 bucks. Uh, I was looking to wire something like that in. Isn't there like something like you can wire into your power, your power, what is it, your electrical box? Yep. And then like that doesn't really make as much noise. That just makes your regular electricity noise, I think, or something. I don't know. Yeah. I thought so, those were like the quieter version ones that they were saying. Oh, you're talking about like the Generac whole house generators and stuff? Yeah, I know they make quiet ones out there. Unfortunately, they're probably more expensive. But, yeah, but so, what about the ones that go into your electrical box and go in the house? Like through the box, the power. Well, all the, all the power things like that can be wired in. So like the solar gets wired in, the wind turbine would get wired in. You're talking about like a whole house generator. They're not that quiet, but yeah, the natural gas generators are are directly hardwired into the house. But you can do that with anything like solar. I can hardwire our generator into the house. Our generator is just louder than shit. Yeah. Um. I would like to get one of the thousand or thousand watt Honda like silent ones, almost silent ones, because they are really quiet. To be honest with you, Honda makes some of the quietest generators. But the problem is, is like a thousand watt Honda generator is like two thousand dollars, where a thousand watt anybody else generator is like six hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's the difference. Even though I am a certified Honda generator repair guy, so I could totally do that, but I'm. Way. It depends on how much house and stuff you want power to at the end of yeah. the day. Like, you know, what what do you feel is the essential need for your own self and your own benefit and your own comfort level of well, how you're going to get through this power outage if there's a very bad power outage going on? Yeah, or like in your case where you want to have all the power on and the AC on and the fans on and your hair dryer, which takes up more electricity almost than our ac unit does hey, that's my comfort level of life to get through yeah. a power outage yeah. <laughs> everyone's so, different yeah so I, I was talking to a solar guy about getting a quote on a solar uh setup for our house and he said with the amount of draw that my wife's looking at getting we're looking at around 35 to forty thousand dollars <laughs> um so that's that's nice because um may as well just buy another house at that point <laughs> yeah you, you say that but it's not that easy to just buy another house buy rv that has yeah. power to go away <laughs> yeah yeah that's also so the comfort level you're looking at for an rv is somewhere around a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> so thanks um all right we're gonna move on from generators so number two we have your water water filters and purifiers yeah, water filters and purifiers. Like what's going on in Arkansas right now? No, not Arkansas. Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it is Mississippi. Jackson, Jackson Mississippi. Mississippi. All right, so Jackson, Mississippi right now is going through a huge water boil order slash their, their city water is not working. They can't drink the water. Yeah, they can't. Well, they supposedly they're not allowed to bathe in it either. They can now bathe in it, they were told, just oh. that their suggestion of not of when they bathe in it and don't, shower. Don't, don't open, open your, open mouth. your yeah, mouth. Yeah, no shit. But, um, so that's like, 
you know, whatever, I guess. So it's it's horrible because they are told they don't know when it's going to be repaired. Yeah, but I mean that's that is a one hundred percent government fuck up again. Supposedly that water treatment facility has been like way behind on maintenance. We sent all of the money that should have went to fixing that thing, you know, to uh, to the Ukraine and to, um, you know, Biden's son for uh, whatever more crack. But <laughs> you don't know that. But yeah, water purification is a big deal because you don't know at any time you could run into this problem. I know in our city, like six years ago, we had um, that big flood. And we had, not us personally, we're on well, so we didn't have the problem. But in the city, they did have a boil water um, for for the city for a few days just because of the amount of water the sewage treatment plant couldn't keep up with the rainwater. And I know that's happened in, in uh, Milwaukee before and uh, things like that just because of the deep, um, or the rain runoff water. So they, they were having problems with uh, keeping up with things like that. So, I mean, that can happen at any time. So your next one is Zippo lighters. Well, all right. They say Zippos. Like butane, big liquor lighters. So like, like your... Any, any lighter. lighter. Fire starters um, of any kind. All right. So but I would think if you know how to make your own fire, like using when you use those little fire starters flint the, flint the flint starters or like yeah. like you say you save lint from your well dryer, right, that's stuff not a, like that's that not, if you make your own little fire starters you should be able a, to know so the lint isn't a fire starter it's fire tinder oh so like you start the lint on fire if you use a little bit of chapstick and a little bit of flint or a flint a little bit of lint out of the dryer that's what I've been using is chapstick and lint. But I am going to say something about the Zippo lighter thing. If you have Zippo lighters, you have to carry extra lighter fluid. And you might as well leave the lighter fluid in the lighter fluid container. Because any lighter fluid you put in the lighter itself is just going to evaporate within maybe a week or two. So if the lighter's just laying around. I know there's that scene in the movie Wally where he finds those zippos all the time and then they like light one and i was like immediately thought that that was so fake because you know them people were gone 700 years nobody filled that lighter that thing definitely would have dried up so um but yeah that is you got firewood next seasoned firewood though oh seasoned. yeah so uh firewood it says to save firewood because, well, obviously with going with lighters and fire starting stuff, you're definitely going to need the fuel. So, <laughs> what you got to do is cut down the right type of wood first off. You can't use things like pine or any, uh, any real sappy woods indoors because there's a potential for having a chimney fire. So, you know, hardwoods like hickory and oak and walnut, I guess, stuff like that. Um, I'm not a, I'm arborist. I don't know anything about trees really, but 
and then you have to season it where you leave it out to dry. I know I got a few cords of wood sitting under uh, one of the awning on the side of the garage and behind the garage and all over the place, but a lot of it is pine and it's mainly for the fire pit out back for fun, but definitely need to keep some wood around and let it uh, season. Lamp, oil, wicks, lamps. Yeah, lamps and and oil for lamps. And then obviously wicks. So um, I don't have lamps and I don't actually know a lot about them. I do keep a couple of gas lanterns around, the propane ones. And even with those, I have to keep mantles, which are, I don't know, if you've never used a gas Coleman lamp, it's kind of hard to explain, but the mantle is kind of like a mesh that I want to say it doesn't really like hold a flame, but it's it holds like an ember almost. But it also somewhat contains the gas, I guess. I'm not 100% sure how the Coleman lantern works itself, but uh, definitely need to keep extra mantles around. I've already gone through a few of those. And it doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt to keep extra glass around because that's the first thing that's going to break if you accidentally knock over one of your lanterns because realistically, man, that's that's the worst part about it. And then obviously with mine, I have to keep extra propane. Um, I did get the propane filler so I can refill my one pound propane tanks off of my 20 pound propane tanks. It's just uh, another step in the process. So... Uh, tents, and this also going to work. Just tents, yeah. Number six. Tents. Tents. Yeah, number six is tents. So. Oh no! To be honest, I'm sorry. I've read. I've been. Why you've been talking? Looking ahead on this list a little bit, and I feel like some of this stuff is stuff that would go faster than the numbers that. Oh, they're not. They're not in order. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Making sure on that because I'm like looking at some of this and I'm like, us going through what we've been going through already. I'm like, wait, that's yeah. been first and that's been second more and this. Oh yeah. As you lit, I don't think this. Yeah. We're just going down their list. Obviously, depending on your situation and where you are. I know I've been through the generator shortage once before, and a few other things. But if you're you're looking at it a certain way like some of these are obviously not in the exact order i'm just going off the order they gave us but number six is tents which to me makes a lot of sense because people are going to want some sort of shelter and especially here in like where we are in the north um a lot of people don't think about this but when there's power outages or things are Whatever you want to say, power outage, or you can't get gas, or your furnace won't light. Um, a really smart idea to kind of save your bacon is to actually set up a tent inside your house. Because you can kind of trap the heat in inside a smaller area, which of course is the tent. And then you and your family can hide in there, and it'll keep you warmer than just being in the house alone. Especially like if you put it down in the basement, the basement may be a cool place, but it's actually the most insulated when you think about it because of all the earth around it. 
And I'll be honest with you, if we ever lost power in the middle of winter, I, the first thing I would do is shut the water off. The second thing I would do is set up a tent in the basement. And then we can kind of huddle in there and stay warm with blankets and stuff. Because I don't have... Um, I have some indoor heating stuff that is... I have some heating stuff that's indoor safe. But I think that'd be the best way to stay warm overnight. Well, yeah. And on top of that... Um... The way our basement is, is too, and then if you have like the snow, if it's already snowed too, and that's packed, mm -hmm. that downstairs is going to keep you a whole lot warmer. Yeah. As well, they say. Yeah. So, there's that yeah. as well. So, you we hope it snows, kind of. Yeah, well, the snow does work as a really good insulator, thank God for as cold as snow itself is. Right. All right. Um, number seven. Oh, number seven, sorry. Oh, guns, ammunition, pepper spray, knives, clubs, bats, all your defense mechanisms. Yeah. Basically. Defense items. Um, obviously, we can go pretty deep into that one. Um, but you guys have already seen it right now when it first came about with the ammo shortage well, that happened in effect. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Obviously, guns and ammo are going to go quickly. Knives are useful in any situation. Um, I like the idea of having pepper spray around, less lethal. You don't have to freaking, you know, get that close to somebody. And also, if you pepper spray somebody and they keep coming at you, hopefully it blinds them enough that they can't see you. And then you have enough time to maybe draw a firearm or pull a knife and uh, handle a situation. For the love of God, know how to use pepper spray. They do sell training uh, units or whatever. Or you can seriously, for 10 bucks, buy a pepper spray and test one. Um... It's not that big of a deal. You can get a number of sprays out of a modern can of pepper spray. But um, just know how to use it because you can pretty easily spray either yourself or the wrong direction. Um, and if you spray on your hands and they all wash your hands right away, you don't touch your face yeah. or your eyes. Yeah, and if you accidentally get sprayed in the face, supposedly milk is what works because of the capsaicin and, um, you know pepper spray so just some things I've learned from actually watching people at riots because they say milk for pepper spray and tear gas on your face to make it stop burning so much so use a good amount of milk wash your face off not just water and don't stick your head in a bowl or a bucket of water and then keep using it use running water you know pour it over your face Pour the milk over your face. You don't fill up a bucket. Yeah, they say flush your eyes. Yeah, so flush you're it. flushing yourself. You're not constantly letting yeah. it just run. You're kind of like pushing it through your face type of thing. Yeah. So you got manual can openers. Not electric can openers. Manual. Yeah, this, this is a big one for some people. It's not a big deal in our house considering we don't own an electric can opener. But no, I, I think those things are evil. <laughs> yeah. But I have gone and bought extra uh, manual can openers. I Probably not the best ones. I bought a couple from the dollar store. That well, that's are, what they say. They can be picked up as low as a dollar each. Yeah. 
Um, so I have bought the dollar store ones. They're probably not the greatest, but I also have like can openers on like pocket knives and um, other whatever you want to call multi-tools and stuff. And I have bought those like 89 cent military can openers. I have a couple of those downstairs uh, hidden in drawers, like the little keychain can openers and stuff like that. Not bottle openers, but can openers. So, yeah, there's um, stuff like that. That's This was actually one of those things I actually bought because of this list. Because I hadn't thought about it before. And then once I uh, saw it on this list, I was like, yeah, I really should put some extra effort into can openers. So I have done that. Put it in some of our preps. I have can openers hidden in them. Now you got some sweeteners such as sugar and honey. Um, I think that's already kind of a problem every now and then these days. Yeah. Still. It's certain sugars are, certain honeys are, and like, people don't like use all types of sugars. It's like, you know, sometimes your Splenda's, your non-sweeteners are out, or probably flour, I'm guessing, would be based on this too. Um, probably your coffee beans, coffee. I think stuff some of like that, that stuff comes up later in the list, yeah. but but yeah, so sweeteners, <clears throat> uh, sugar is gonna be the one that actually I believe it it lasts a long time if you get like raw cane sugar, I believe, and it also you have to keep it dry. It hardens up really easily, and it does attract moisture. But, it's like brown sugar. Yeah. It's like it, how they make those brown sugar beers to help keep the brown sugar soft. Yeah. Yeah, it just hardens so fast if you don't. Yeah. Luckily enough, it's not like it necessarily goes bad, but it does make it hard to use. Um, it does have honey on the list. If you get actual real honey, it will never go bad. You can have real honey forever. And when it starts to clump, when the bottom of the honey starts to kind of like crystallize and stuff, that's actually just, I, if I'm not mistaken, like sugar separation, where the liquid and the solids are separating and you can just reboil it. So realistically, honey never goes bad. You can use it as a preservative because, because it never goes bad. And then also you can use honey on other things. Um, honey works as an anti-antiseptic. So you can actually put honey on wounds and also use it to help close wounds. And it's, um, it's actually good for you. And there have been cases where even modern day doctors have used honey and wounds to uh, as an antiseptic without having to use like antibiotics and run into any issues with... Um, Bacterial immunities. Oh, we got a... We'll see what happens here. The cat just showed up, and he may or may not wander <laughs> around. We literally got the recording... The uh, little destroyer. Yeah, we got the re <laughs> recording device just laying on the bed, so he may walk over and step on it and have something to say. And I got the hiccups anyway, so I need to get a drink. <laughs> oh, why are you getting a drink? I'll talk about the rice and the beans and the wheat. 
apparently you gotta stock up now if you can stock up on rice stock up on your beans i'm thinking they're thinking dry beans not not your canned wet beans yeah dried beans and wheat i don't know i don't do much with wheat. whole wheat because wheat's already in products that i buy they're, that no they're talking wheat. whole wheat so that's going to be dried and hung whole or dried whole wheats or wheat berries um and then you grind it yourself which is actually the way that it stays the longest once you crack wheat um you have i don't know the exact amount of time but you probably have like half a year or so or maybe a longer to use that before the wheat itself is bad so if you keep whole grain uh, wheat, it'll last longer. And then, of course, you know how rice and beans, if you keep them dry, they basically last forever. They may lose some nutritional value over the years, but as long as you keep them dry and they don't get, you know, mold or anything in them, and of course, you got to keep rodents out of them, but they should pretty much last forever. All right, and you got some vegetable oil. Right, so cooking oil vegetable oil you know stuff like that uh, yeah so veggie oil next veggie. one we'll just jump on well no I'm just going to say because vegetable oil is very difficult to preserve it doesn't stay long so I mean yeah it it's kind of interesting but you're you're going to have a hard time keeping vegetable oil if you have it Charcoal and layer fluid. Yep, charcoals for your grill, and it says lighter fluid. Um, so I make a lot of food using the wood that I, like I said when we were talking about preserving uh, or having seasoned wood and stuff, I learned how to cook and smoke with the wood that I have using my grill because uh, I just have a Weber kettle and stuff. So I'm pretty okay at this not great but this one I got handled I do keep a bunch of charcoal on hand I even learned how to make charcoal by taking some of the wood that I have dried and um, you know put it in a actual a large barrel with some small holes in it and then sealed it and then put that in my fire pit and let it heat and it kind of charcoaled some uh made some charcoal briquettes out of wood before and it's not uh not necessarily easy but it's uh not impossible water containers well all right this one's somewhat self-explanatory easiest way to do this is to store bottled water but it's not necessarily the easiest way to store it, but it's probably the easiest way to travel with it if you need to travel. But um, they also sell large storage containers on like Amazon and stuff where you can buy 25 gallon stackable ones or 10 gallon stackable ones or even 55 gallon stackable containers. Um, also, I like the uh, five-gallon bucket, to be honest. Uh, you can get lids for them, screw-on lids, watertight lids, stuff like that. You can fill five-gallon buckets. Just make sure they're um, clean and... Sorry. 
and then make sure you have, like I said, sealable lids and stuff to make sure they stay, uh, what do you want to call that? Like, not fresh, but they, things don't fall into them. Like, you know, it'd be bad to open up your, you know, open up a bucket of water or something and have like bugs floating in it or something like that. So, um, I kind of like that idea also, uh, at five gallons at eight pounds a gallon gets kind of heavy, you know, so it'd be hard to move some of those around sometimes. All right, number 14 now is propane heaters. I like to stay warm yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Without having to layer up. Yeah, you, <laughs> that could be a problem for you if anything ever happens in the winter time. But luckily for you, we do have uh, a couple of Mr. Heaters. I know they make the smaller Buddy Heater also which is very good. The Mr. Heaters are okay indoors. I've used them uh, to warm the garage. I've used them ice fishing. I have a buddy heater for ice fishing also, but one thing that does work really good is what I brought up before is that propane Coleman lantern is uh, definitely very useful as far as putting off a lot of heat. And it is also indoor safe. And also because the volume it's such a small volume of flame um it works really good as a heater for indoors and, and i've that one would be like tent safe so if we had to stay in a tent or something like that you could just turn the lantern on the only downside to it is it's very bright but it is very warm grain grinder yeah hand grinder for grain so this one kind of goes with the rice and beans and wheat one um, you know, if you don't have a grain grinder, you're never going to grind up the wheat. So it can be, uh, a bit of an issue. I would recommend having one of these for all sorts of stuff. I mean, if you wanted to make bread or maize or even grind up other, whatever you want to call other things. Uh, one of the things that comes to mind is sometimes if you have to grind up medications, but I mean, this would be a little big for that. But yeah, like a grain grinder would really come in handy. And also uh, propane cylinders. Are those like the propane cylinders like that you get for like your grills and stuff like that? Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, I think they're talking about propane tanks, cylinders. Um, let's say things like like the one gallon little ones that go on the uh, the buddy heater or the one gallon little one that I have, like I said, underneath the um, my lantern, my propane lantern, and the ones that go under the, um, I should say one gallon, one pound, and then the 20 pounders that like go under your grill. Uh, okay. And then uh, silver and gold. Yes, this comes up all the time. I don't know that much about it i guess it could be very useful obviously if there's a collapse and uh, probably like bartering yeah bartering uh buying things that you need to buy because i mean if cash money is no good anymore i know we have a very little amount of silver mainly in the form of like old quarters that i've been finding 
but I don't have any gold. Uh, I've been meaning to. There's a couple of places that I've been checking out to look at gold and stuff, but I don't even have gold jewelry. Like, I don't have any necklaces or anything, like, hidden anywhere. Like, I got no gold, basically, at all. Like I said, I probably have, like, four dollars and quarters that I've been able to find <laughs> that were, like, pre-65 quarters. Um, but that's that's probably about all I have for gold and silver stored up. It's not, uh, I'm, we're not retiring on it. I don't have a big enough amount for a nest egg, so... And our favorite, all oh, the buckets, your Home Depot buckets and Menard buckets, and yeah. all those buckets are going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> so buckets are really important. Um, some I literally wanted to do a whole podcast just about buckets, like all the different uses for buckets. There are, you can do so much with a bucket. And one of the things I always bring up, so like. When I go ice fishing all the t- or in the winter time, one of the m- main things you bring with you is a bucket. Okay? Well, what do you use the bucket for? Well, they have these I don't know what you want to call them like tool belts, but it's for a bucket. You just wrap it around the bucket and snaps on there. It's got a bunch of pouches, and I carry all my fishing supplies in it. You know, I can f- carry poles on it. I got you know, lures and everything in there. I got little pouches areas where I could put um, bags with lures in it. And then I got little pouches where I could put um, like, what do you want to call it? Baits, you know, like, like the little wax worms and stuff mm-hmm. in there. And then I leave the bucket itself empty on the inside. And then I got a good lid on it that also doubles as a seat. You can put the fish in there when you catch the fish. Yeah, that's what I do. You put the fish in it when you catch the fish. As your garbage can for your beer can. Yeah. You can. You could use it as a seat to sit on it. Yep. Um, use it as a toilet if you need to. You can carry things in it. Yeah. Move. If you find something cool on the street, you can put it in there. Get a little lost puppy, do a lost kitty. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna put a puppy <laughs> in a bucket. But yeah, I mean. I've caught snakes and thrown them in buckets. I've, I mean, you can do anything in a bucket. I've grown, I've grown food in buckets. I use buckets in the winter time to store root vegetables like um, potatoes and carrots and onions and stuff like that. They could use them as litter boxes for like in survivor mode for their cats. Yeah, you could use it as a litter box for a cat, I guess. I don't know how much the cat's gonna want to jump in there. You could put the litter in there and put the. Lit on the bucket and cut a hole or something. I mean, at the end of the day, somehow, you know, your cat's going to go in there. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think buckets are one of the most useful things that you can come up with. I mean, just, just in moving things alone, like you said, I mean, storing water in them, carrying water with them, putting out fires with the water that are in them. I mean, they had bucket brigades. There's so many great options for buckets. Baby supplies. Alright, so they have baby supplies on here. I personally don't need this, but even if you don't need this, it might be good to barter with. So, like, things like diapers and uh, formula. I know some of the ointments in, like, uh, baby aspirin are actually even good. Like, you could take them as adults. 
uh, like the ointments and stuff like that, especially like the uh, uh, the anti-rash creams and stuff will still work on adults. I know one thing about baby, uh, people talk about like the baby shampoo is good if you need to wash your animals or even if you have like an injury to yourself, you can use baby shampoo and it's not really like baby shampoo or soap and it's not really going to hurt you too bad to clean wounds because it's, you know, delicate for their eyes and everything like that. So, I mean, there's a couple options there. Like I said, big one is obviously like the diapers and the food and the formula. Um, you can actually eat some of that formula. It'll probably be gross, but it's not going to be bad for you as an adult, but it's going to be weird for you as an adult. But one thing I will definitely bring up is baby wipes. If you're ever in a situation where you can't, whatever, clean yourself or something, so baby wipes definitely come in handy. You know, you can wipe yourself off. You can use them as toilet paper if you have to. Stuff like that. I mean, you know, when it comes to baby supplies, those are some good ideas. And like I said, don't forget that you definitely use stuff for bartering. Laundry supplies for manual use. Washboards, plungers, also compact washer machines. Yeah. So this is another one where I feel like the bucket really comes in handy. If you have a bucket and a stick, like a decent, like, cut off a broom handle or something like that, you can make a uh, washing machine. You know, you got to still hang your clothes out to dry and air dry them and everything like that. But, I mean, you could use that bucket to make, uh, like I said, a washing machine. Or they do on Amazon sell, like, hand crank washing machines. That's why you want the generator, people. Well, so there's also something that I bought a while back thinking about this, and you didn't know this is part of the reason why, but I bought a stationary bike a while back, and I was trying to devise a way to use the stationary bike to hook up a generator to it, but also hook up a, like, not a 5-gallon bucket, but maybe a 10-gallon bucket or 15-gallon bucket, and make a washing machine and use the bike to power the washing machine. Okay, but that's still not going to help me if it's raining outside that day or the dead of winter to dry my clothes. Yeah, but if it's the dead of winter, you can hang them up in the basement. I guess. Or if you really have to, I can hook a fan to the stationary bike and it'll blow air over them. <laughs> there we go. You know? So, um... Cook what, stoves. What number is that? 21. 21. Right. Cook stoves. Yep. Propane, Coleman, kerosene. Yeah, propane, uh, Coleman, cook stoves. I have somewhere in this house. I don't know where anymore. But um, I did have a, a cooktop for a propane tank so you just mount it to the top of the propane tank and it's just a little uh whatever you want to call it like a little cooktop and you put your pans on it so that there is one of those around here i do not have the coleman cook stove uh whole setup but i mean i'm i'm working on it we don't have everything but definitely comes in handy um 
I think the cooktop thing for the propane tank is a Coleman one. Vitamins. Yeah, vitamins are going to be very useful. There is a company, Nutrient Survival. So a big problem with vitamins is that you have a short shelf life for when you get the maximum amount of, uh, what do you want to call it, use out of vitamins. And especially the gummy ones. The gummy ones, the gummies can get hard and they can stick together. And they can go bad pretty fast, too. So Yeah. I probably wouldn't use the gummy ones for survivor use. I would probably go with your plain old non-gummy vitamins. Yeah, and I would argue that in the other direction. Because I would use those gummy vitamins like they were candy. And even if they go hard, now they're hard candy. No. No, <laughs> they're not good. Not good. Trust me. I've had a hard gummy vitamin forgetting how fast they go bad and it was not pleasant yeah, so um i mean for like and i could just imagine if they're hard and they're stuck together you're trying to get one out of the canister you know you might as well just save the the regular ones that you can just swallow easy you need a and like i mentioned before taste. there is a company called nutrient survival that sells 25-year shelf life life vitamin packs so you can get your vitamins with a long shelf life and you know they uh supposedly they're better than regular vitamins as far as your um what do they call that the uh the units or whatever that are in it they i forgot what the units that they call the vitamins that are measured in however many units you get but uh supposedly they're packed with all your essential daily need of vitamins and obviously they sell different ones as opposed to just having a multivitamin but um you know you can supplement your food with vitamins too as long as you're getting the nutrients that your body needs you can live a long time without being able to eat every day just by having vitamins in it'll keep you in a healthy spot where you can actually function because food deprivation is really bad for you. It can kill you and it very easily will lead to mistakes, which can get you killed also. So if you've ever seen that show um, alone, a lot of those people suffer from that kind of a problem where, you know, it could uh, very easily cost you your life. Definitely. Um, cough drops. Cough drops. I don't really know what to say about those. I personally might not go after the cough drops. Cough suppressants, I guess, could be useful. Well, I guess maybe if, like, depending on, like, what environment humidity you're in, like, for people, like, maybe who have allergies like me and stuff, like, it can help soothe your throat, maybe, you know, stuff like that, even though honey can help. I don't know. I don't understand the cough drop thing, but well, I mean, maybe because we don't understand it, that's going to go the fastest. Like, maybe it's not a necessary need, yeah. they're thinking, so. But it's something that people want. Yeah. So it's like, and you can kind of eat them like candy, I guess. Uh, every once in a while, you need something. They have, um, they have the vitamin C cough drops with, in this type of situation where you don't get to eat a lot can really help you out. It'll it's like help a you. vitamin. Yeah, it'd be like using it like a vitamin so you don't get scurvy or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
Um, and we'll just, I guess we'll wrap it up soon because I know you're going to run out of time soon. But we'll go to twenty. We'll go to twenty-five. All right. So, so twenty-four is feminine hygiene, hair care, skin products. Um, right. When they the say- ladies are already dealing with this. Apparently, there is a tampon shortage yeah. out there at times right now. So. Um, yeah, when they say feminine hygiene, you know. I think they're talking more about the uh, the yeah. tampons and the maxi pads as opposed to the... And like our hair, hair care stuff, like our hairsprays, um, skin products as lotions that we have, stuff like that. Um, probably also like when we talk about vitamins, vitamins for ladies, they have the hair, skin, and nails vitamins as well. Um, so, yeah. I will say something, though. If you were out there and you have, so like I keep a can of Axe body spray in my EDC bag every day, not just because every once in a while I need deodorant, you know, and you're out and about and stuff because I work. um, So my side job, I work in sales and sometimes I got to deal with customers and stuff like that. So every once in a while I like to, you know, freshen up so I smell better but also as a backup Axe body spray does come in handy for multiple things just like some of the uh, hairspray stuff so like fire starters definitely fire starter and also you know you can even potentially use it yeah like like a mace it's not going to work as good but it may help you in a bad situation and also, you can always spray it in somebody's eyes and then light their eyes on fire. And the tampons you could use as, like, uh, for Don't traumatic say it. root. Don't rooms. say it. Can't you? Nope. Do not. People use them for traumatic do... runes. Yeah, if you're going to put a maxi pad over a cut, that might help, but you do not put tampons inside of wounds. Right? So when you're packing wounds with gauze and stuff, there's chemicals on it that help you clot. And I'm fairly sure there are chemicals on maxi pads that help you not clot. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if worse comes to worse, it's show. I'm sure someone's going, and they have it, they're going to use it. Yeah. You know. I, I, again, we've talked about that before. For like traumatic gunshot wounds and stuff like that, do not go stuffing tampons in those holes, guys. You were actually better off with dirt. Oh, just put the tampon on top of it. That's right, like a maxi and, like, pad. and then, like, tape it or wrap it with your bandana yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but the thing is, is, those are built to absorb blood, and what you're trying to do is stop people from bleeding. They're built for different things. All right. <laughs> your last one for today, 25, your thermal underwear, your long johns. Alright, so this I believe. Um, I could see Long John's going... What do you want to call it? Shy or something? Like, you know, people running out of Long John's or what have you. But to be 100% honest with you, you know, I use them all the time, especially in wintertime. This is really going to depend on your kind of climate, too. Because, you know, if you're surviving in Florida, maybe Long John's aren't that big of a deal. But it can get cold in some places. But definitely where we are here, I mean, it's a it's a huge deal. Um, at least, sorry, at least five months out of the year, it's cold here. 
and it gets very, very cold, even beyond sub-zero temperatures. So uh, it's definitely something you got to think about and worry about. Definitely keep them around. I don't know. And Charlie totally agrees with it, apparently. As he runs off across the floor. But uh, looks like we're running out of time here. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, please, if you like the show, give us a like. Give us a five-star review on Spotify. Check us out on all the social medias. Uh, We are on Instagram, TikTok. Um, There's a Facebook page. There is tons of places to get a hold of me um guns oil and dirt for all of them uh, you can get a hold of me if you want to talk to me at guns oil and dirt at gmail.com and also i want to give a shout out to those who are supporting us right now they're not actual sponsors but they're like affiliates to the show and we've worked out arrangements so uh right now we are got remora holsters check them out at remoraholsters.com Shooter Sports Center, check them out at the Shooters uh, at ShootersOnline.com. Your barbecue place, yeah. yum yum food. Yum yum food. <laughs> yeah, uh, Smoking Blue Barbecue. Uh, check them out on their Facebook page or their .com at SmokingBlueBarbecue.com. Um, they're a catering service, but they are kind of local. So if you're in the Northern Illinois, Southeastern Wisconsin area. Um, check them out for your next event and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody but I may or may not be just thank you for the listeners the fans yeah they're supporting you yeah thanks, so thanks for their support hopefully one of these days soon I'm gonna have some more shirts made up not just my shooting shirts but I want to get some shirts and hats and stickers made up for the show and start sending them out to people so if you guys are interested in anything like that Please get a hold of me. You can message me on Instagram. You can message me on TikTok. You can message me on uh, at the Gmail account. Just get a hold of me. Talk to me anyway, you guys. The interactions are great. Um, the MeWe page has been dead. So if you listen to the show, hit me up on MeWe. Nothing is going on there. There is a chat on the MeWe for the, uh, for the Guns, Oil, and Dirt page. Get in the chat, talk to me. We talk about all sorts of weird shit. I post things about what's going on and what I'm up to. Like I said, get on the TikTok and get on the Instagram, watch the videos. I got stuff going on all the time. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll chat at you later.